Top Shelf Fantasy. Beer crack. Hey, how's it going, Shelfies? It's me, uh, Scott here. I said beer crack because last week I cracked a beer and it sounded like I sneezed. <laughs> it was very pathetic. But I, I, I'm drinking a beer. It's a Juice Lord from Lord Hobo. Very good IPA, six percenter. Uh, Thursday Night Football on right now. Cardinals and Saints got 7-3 right now. A little barn burner here with Andy Dalton. But um, podcast 223, we got start sits, sleepers, dart throws, some news, some injuries. Uh, fantasy.com our start sit up uh, article is up there live for you to look at. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at TopShelfFNTSY. Greg Dows, how's it going? Good. I mean, we got a better Thursday night game than we had the past couple weeks, um, even at just 7-3. to three, So that should tell you something about what Thursday night footballs look like, but we'll take it. Uh, yeah, I mean, could be better. I uh, don't know who Jaheen Shaheen is and uh, or Rashard <laughs> Jabeen. Shaheen Shaheen, the sitting <laughs> senator for New Hampshire. So don't know what all that's about. Uh, wanted uh, D-Hop to get the first touchdown score. Um, oh, look oh! at that. Look at that. Um, Did you bet that? Uh, no. Oh. Well, no, the the not, not that pick. No, the D hop one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you did. Bit. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Huh. Yes, I did. AI told me to do it. Um. So got to listen to it. Got to listen to it. And I want to. I wanted to do like eight touchdowns for D hop just to will it into existence. Um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> just okay. Just okay. I mean, you're probably I mean, better. Would have been good. If I checked my roster to make sure I didn't play James Conner in any leagues. Well, there we go. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's James Conner is really out busy tonight. Day for all of us, I feel like I was talking to Scott I, earlier too, and he's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, I had a half a second in between meetings to check something. I don't know if I even had half of a second." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, and you, it's, you have James Conner in a lineup. That's rough. I did know. Have, I did, didn't. Did thank God. I, I had I had Eno Benjamin. Um, I had pulled him out, and I have Keonta Ingram in there, unfortunately, but. It is. It was between him and Robbie Anderson. So pick your poison. Hey, if you know when Ingram can combine for ten points, I think that's a win. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I am somehow still projected to beat Chibs. <laughs> well, Chibs is tanking. Yeah. He just tra- he just well he traded away what I thought was a starting <laughs> running. Back. Yeah, the biggest oh, trader. Nope. The... I did start James Conner in Red Dogs League, the league I need to win in desperately. That's oh, good. Oh, oh yeah, when you're in last place that's that's too I'll bad say, i'll text tom i'll say hey commissioner you go ahead and take care of that for me say, really say you that. couldn't do it because you're too busy shotgunning yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i could not wait for that group text tomorrow i took him out dow said he was sorry <laughs> <laughs> i was literally i was working and then i hit the gym and i lost track of time i came right here and did the podcast i forgot to check my lineups you know shit happens to the best of us it does um not to the best of them our first thing in the news elijah moore is not happy Oh, very. No, he is not for a sophomore wide receiver who was a very high draft pick last year in the NFL and in Dynasty, who I think is still a fantastic talent. A little bitch so far. A little bitch. <laughs> I don't think this is his fault at all. I would say this: I don't understand how the Jets can't get it right. You you have a good wide receiver in Elijah Moore, a great wide receiver in 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 some instances. And Garrett Wilson, also good wide receiver, still actually is a little rough. You saw a little bit of tape that he needs work. Mm-hmm. But um, using Corey Davis, using Braxton Berrios, it's like, that's all well and good. And you know what? They're winning games. 
but you have to keep some people happy. That's on the coach, I think, to sometimes, like in a basketball coach, you have to be able to keep the players happy. That That is true. I mean, a lot of the, I mean, he's had a bunch of targets the first three weeks, but it's Brees Hall. He happened. He's the offense. But but again, you can't have no targets in a week to Elijah Moore. Like at least if it's five, he only catches two for 20. Bad week, but you're involved. He's not even involved in the offense. So I understand it. But even guys like Kadarius Tony aren't being like, I want to trade. I want to trade. Like you got to kind of shut your mouth until you have the respect from the league, I think. Um, it's overall it's because in, in my mind be- it's n- not a good look for a young player fair but it's because of Braxton Berrios this is this is the, the difference between Tony who hasn't really proved <laughs> anything and uh Wandale Robinson who is also supposed to be a guy that well obviously Tony's hurt but you know when they when they're out there I know it's probably going to happen as Wandale Robinson gets most of the work but when you t- look at Elijah Moore versus a guy that realistically shouldn't be on an NFL roster somehow is just a scrappy young guy. I mean, great story, good guy, but eight million bucks this year, right? Yeah, eight is that true? Dollars. Yeah. Hey, look, you Two know Benjamin's 16. taken off there for you, Corey. Hey, <laughs> great, <laughs> wonderful. There's but, a flag. No, I'm just I mean, <laughs> I think I think Craig's definitely correct, though. It's watching Braxton Berrios get 16 targets or not targets, 16 uh, snaps last week while Elijah Moore is out there, not a single ball thrown his way. It's like what are we doing last year? He had a huge season with Zach Wilson. I, I know Brees Hall's there. I know the offense kind of runs through him, um, but that's really not an excuse. I, I mean, you, if you want to win games, you get your good playmakers involved. That, that really is what it is. And I do agree with your point though, Scott, that you, you can't as a second year player in this league, be demanding trades. It's yeah, like, like talk to your agent, good. do it in the background. Everyone does it. We, yeah. we don't happens all the time. Don't, don't do that. I mean, do I want to see me go to a different team and, and be successful? Go to the Giants? Sure. That, 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 that'd be probably amazing for him and for the Giants. But, or do, I mean, we talked about it too. Isaiah you know, Wynn for him, straight up. Let's go. Yeah, that'd be, that's great hypothetical. I'll absolutely yes, it is. Elijah. But <laughs> the, the thing is, is the point that you had just said, you go to the agent and handle behind the scenes. He probably went to the agent and the agent said, let's make it public. Because if you remember in the beginning of the week, Elijah Moore said, yes, I'm frustrated, but the team's winning. Now he's changed his tune. And I think it's because of what we just saw in the offseason with AJ Brown and um, Hollywood. Kill, uh, Hollywood, like everyone's requesting tr- young wide receivers. I was about to say Tyree Kill, but that's a different so- story. Everyone's requesting trades. And they're all young wide receivers wanting money. So I think it's just the trend that has started to happen. I think it's bad for the NFL. Um, I mean, we, you know what? We, I think we it's saw these it. young punks. I think they just, they got no respect, Mike. We saw it last week with Robbie Anderson. Pretty much if, if, if you say something, you'll get, you'll get your wish. Yeah. And you see with NBA too, we, we've seen Durant and James Harden. So and, and look at the Jets though, too. And they're just like, we got Corey Davis. We got Garrett Wilson. We don't need you. It, like it, we obviously don't need you. We're not u- using you and we're winning games. So why keep a headache around? It, it doesn't make any sense. They'll trade them for probably less than they paid for them. But they'll well, them. when you demand a trade, it's always less than what yeah they deserve, which is too bad for the Jets. But uh, I mean, we, we can write on to that about that for a while where he could go, where he could go and suck. But yeah, better news. Dax back. This is um this is a start for both of you. Uh, Dallas and Craig picked him as a start each. 
and <laughs> I almost did it too, but I felt like what are you were going to do it. I'm like, I have an, uh, another guy anyways. Yeah. But this is, f- this is phenomenal for the offense. We've been saying it the whole time. Cooper rush has been playing quarterback. It's like, wait till Dak gets back. Wait till Dak gets back. The whole offense hits another gear. And, you know, the people that sat there said Cooper Rush should take over. He's been winning games like you just don't watch enough football or something. I don't know what's wrong with you, but Dak is better for this offense. Certainly from a fantasy perspective, you can make an argument about game management and stuff from an NFL perspective. But for fantasy football, you want Dak out there throwing the ball to the likes of CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup and the rest of the offense. So this is a huge step in the right direction. And I think it helps the running game. Uh, and both running backs, for that matter, I think Zeke and Pollard stand to benefit from from Dak being back on the field. Yeah, it's in the write up. Everything you just said, like there's not there's nothing more I can add on that. So uh, we'll go. Yeah, we'll and go. I'm pretty sure Craig has a wide receiver from the Cowboys as a start as well. Oh, there's a trend this week for and me. a tight end, and I yeah, have the, we'll the tight end. It's actually team. in the docket, but yeah, if if you want to start a whole team this week, it's the Cowboys. Yeah. That's that's how I feel about it. Um, uh, we yeah, we, I, I put this in. We can't really talk about much of it because when you're listening to this podcast, it, the game has already passed. But DeAndre Hopkins is back. Love that for for fantasy football. Think that that changes the team. We don't. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens tomorrow. Hopefully, I'm right that uh, everything works out better around the, the offense for them. Um, naturally, yes, you get a talent like him, it's going to help. But schematically, is the the real reason on why I think it's just so important for the for the uh, Cardinals. What does his line look like right now? Through what a, a quarter and a half? I think it's like over one. Yeah. Okay. So not much. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. It's it's not much. Although I I did well, put the one game for on two for five yards. Okay. Yeah. And, Still very early. And, and Robbie Anderson hasn't done much of anything. He actually does, has not done anything. Yeah, no, but I think the, the biggest benefit in him coming back was what we talked about with Rondell Moore earlier on. Um, yeah. And then also uh, even Zach Ertz should get a little bit of a bump because that area of the field is going to open up a little bit more. Um, yeah. So, and we've already seen Moore get a couple more uh, uh yak yards uh than he than he has before so he's got 3.6 points one reception 31 yards and kind of what you're seeing right now live is uh hopkins stretching the field allows less defenders the same concept that you say for <laughs> allows Randall kyler Moore, to run allows kyler to get wide open yep. space and get down safely and not have to take a big hit from a linebacker yeah yeah this is the offense it's crazy uh so where are we looking at on this play so he yeah he escapes pocket so this is a broken coverage but uh yeah it there everyone is downfield so he had so much space to run um all right mac jones is ready to play on monday he's back uh, so he says he says he's ready to play on monday there has not been mac is starting on monday there hasn't been um you know a, a quarterback named which i find kind of strange if 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 the team and Belichick say that Mac Jones is ready, you'd say, "Oh yeah, Mac starting." Well, Bill Belichick has had a press conference today, not asked the question, but he, well, I think he said, I think he was asked the question. He said, uh, "You know, day by day." Um, but yeah, no starter named. Um, I think Mac plays. I don't like the controversy. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I also don't like the controversy. Um, I think we talked about this a few times between us, but. I think Belichick not na- naming a starter is him saying it's so clearly, obviously Mac that I don't even need to address this. Like I, when Mac is healthy, so. he is our quarterback period. I hope end. so too. Like, 
Zappy has played fine, and I don't begrudge him a single thing. I don't think any of this hype is coming from him or his camp. I think it's the what we see every single season at the Patriots, the New England sports media, looking for something that's not there, trying to stir up some sort of controversy on the team when it just simply doesn't exist. So Bailey Zappi's played well. I don't try to fight that off. I don't deny that. But look at it realistically. Mack would have played very well against the Detroit Lions and the Cleveland Browns without their star cornerback and star pass rusher in, well, not star pass rusher, because that's Miles Garrett mm-hmm. who was out there, but Jadavian Clowney and Denzel Ward were not on the field. So you take those guys off. Mac eats them alive too. So Bailey Zappi did great. Mac would have done as well. I don't think you can say he won. There's no basis to make that argument. Um, so as soon as he's ready to go, he's on the field and he's, he probably gets the bears Monday. I know he was close to playing last weekend. Uh, he kind of woke up in the morning and said, I need one more week to be hundred percent, which I think is the right call. And he's out there Monday against the bears. If he plays poorly, then we'll see a different story. I think you see a very short leash on Mac in his return to action, which right, wrong, or in between, you you tell me. But here's 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 something that I, I, I want to point out. So the Bledsoe Brady thing happened, and it was such a shock to the NFL because it was like the first time in the world that this is like the great quarterback that's taken away. Granted, Mac Jones is not a great quarterback, but it was a shock because it does not happen that often. So when everyone uh, compares this situation to that one. Uh, let me reiterate: it's a shock because it does not happen that often. And there's there's a reason why the Patriots are a good franchise versus other teams that aren't good franchises is because they're not going to ruin Mac Jones's head if they say, "Oh, Zappy's going to start." Well, guess what? Mac Jones is now pissed off and going to be storming out. Or if he does sit there and tries to, um, you know, work through things. What happens if Zappy starts to suck after they've already chosen Zappy? Now we have an even bigger problem. Because now, now you're have, a laughing stock of the NFL. Now that you're a laughing stock yep. of the NFL, and you have two quarterbacks that can't figure it out. That's not going to happen. And I don't even think I Mac wanna... Jones has a short leash. I think Mac Jones finishes the season. And if there is a real controversy, it'll happen in the offseason because both these players are signed under contract. Yeah. And, and I was going to mention too, Bledsoe wasn't old but he wasn't young he was 29 years old when they pulled him for brady who was young mac jones is 20 what four or five he's he's barely older than bailey zappy this this is not changing out for the new guard like you'll gain an additional year of zappy and zappy's clearly not as nfl ready as mac jones i know he's played well but and i I think i said this in our, our group chat the other day like the big criticism of Mac Jones is a lack of arm strength and Bailey Zappi has far less arm strength than Mac Jones. Like you see him lollipop in these balls in there. It's, it's working. He's doing fine. But if you want to actually drive the ball down the field, this is why we have these burners on the team to, to try to do that. We drafted Taekwon Thornton to eventually get him the ball downfield. I'd assume not to just run him on jet sweeps over and over and over again. Um, I don't think Bailey Zappi gives the offense a chance to do that. Uh, the way that, the way that Mac Jones does. And just to, I, I'm sorry, Scott, if we've just completely uh, kept you out of this conversation. Uh. <laughs> but uh, just to add on to the lollipop comment, I think it's more to the fact that the wide receivers are, for whatever reason, open in this new ish offense. Because when I say new ish, because the first two weeks of the season, they tried a Kyle Shanahan offense. They tried these things that did not work. And well, then Mac was out for that time and the offense started to look better because they had specifically stated in press conferences, we're not doing the right thing. We need to change. So you have to give Mac Jones the opportunity to throw to wide open wide receivers. Yep. Yeah. I I mean, I can't really say much. You guys kind of nailed it. I'm just going to go back and say like, 
it's a fantastic story. Zappy. I, I mean, it's it's hard to not like the kid. At, at end of the day, we have a great backup, and great backups can give you draft capital at some point. And it's the same sure. thing with Dak and Cooper Rush. Yeah, Cooper Rush has been w- winning games. Yeah, let, let's not kid ourselves. Like, stop yeah. those ar- <laughs> arguments because it's a waste of time. Right. And sticking with the, the Patriots, kind of a shock. Damian Harris, full participant. We thought it was going to be out for four to six weeks. And he's a chance to play Monday night. I think it's still risky to put him in your lineup in case, because we've seen the Patriots, you know, Matt could play this week and then he's not. Damian Harris is a full participant. What does that really mean? I don't know if he plays. Um, I think if they're smart, they don't play him. They're facing the, you know, the Bears. Like, why not get him fully, fully healthy for next week? I don't know if you, if you guys had a d- d- different thought, but it's overall a great sign for him to come back for the Patriots. It's great for the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, he was close last week. We saw him uh, get limited practices in, which is weird considering we saw the same thing, four weeks, four weeks plus. And he starts getting limiteds in last week. He is a full participant now, which is great. I kind of pissed I traded him away for DJ Moore. That was a, a reflexive move there, but had to be done. Um, and like you said, I think if you're smart, you hold him out until he's 100% because he's one carry away from re-aggravating the injury. And then we see him like a Keenan Allen out for six, seven, eight weeks, whatever it's going to end up being for him. So uh, definitely let him get fully healthy. The Bears, you shouldn't, you shouldn't need him. And if he is active, I think this is one of the situations where you should have concern still because he could be active and get one snap or, you know, he's out there for an emergency situation, you know, Ramondre and Kevin Harris or Peter strong can't handle it. He needs to go in for, you know, one snap just to, to give him a breather. So um, I think even if he plays, he might be a wait and see guy just to make sure he's fully back. I think I'd have, I'd have trouble putting him in my lineup. Um, I don't know if you guys feel differently, but I think that's where I'd land on him. I'd agree. I wouldn't put him in the lineup. Um, and then there's the added thing that I th- think Stevenson has not um, given a reason to lose the one a role. Uh, and then also after that, at some point soon, Ty Montgomery, who was getting receiving work should be back in the le- next two weeks or so. So it's, it's, I think looking grim for Harris, I think he made the right move there does. Um, but anyway, yeah, you wait and see even if he's ready. Uh, it's also a Monday night game, so you're not going to hold on hope that he's going to play when you have all your other players playing on Sunday. Um, OBJ is ready to make a contract uh, uh, in the NFL somewhere. Uh, that somewhere may be the Kansas City Chiefs, who has converted uh, cap space, uh, cleared some cap space, gave a, a bonus to Travis Kelsey. On Travis Kelsey's podcast, him and his brother have also alluded to OBJ being a guy uh, that they might go after with that that uh, $3.4 million in cash. Three point, yeah, Ryan, that. So I saw that too. And of course, oh, Caspi, DJ Moore, CMC, and then it comes out. It's probably OBJ. Now, I'm sure you guys are seeing it too in, in your leagues. People are starting to pick up OBJ because of this news. It, it came out just four days ago that it looks like more of a December return instead of mid, mid n- n- November. So it's like, all right, if you're stashing this guy, why are you stashing Deshaun Watson instead? Like you guys are, like it's a, it's the dumbest thing. Yeah, yeah, it's this is an NFL um, worthy move. This is not a fantasy worthy pickup or, or or move to me at least. Yeah, um, I'm not stashing him anywhere. I'm not rushing to pick him up. I'm not spending a waiver order. And, and he still won't like, be signed until probably late November. Right. Like and, he's he's linked to teams. It's fine. He's he's going to play at some point, but it's not going to be for 
fantasy yeah. regular se- season at all. Yeah, like focus on making your fantasy playoffs first and then figure out what to do at that point. Um, is Rashid Shashid number 17? By No, that's by... the last name is White. And I don't know it's if Kevin that's... White. That's Kevin oh White. Oh my God. I, I don't know. Team. I, I'm going to look right now. Um, <laughs> it looks number like 17. It, actually. Dickie just picked him up. Kevin White um, is that's Kevin White. Dickie yeah. just picked him up. Yeah. I knew he was 64 on the Saints, but wow. Um, but hold on. If it was Kevin White, he'd have a torn ACL there. <laughs> well, poor, poor guy. Still an early a, podcast. Quite, quite <laughs> Um, all right, so OBJ, yeah, I don't know. I completely agree with everything your points. I even have Canarius Tony sitting on my team waiting for him to come back, and they have a bye week coming up. So I was like, oh, do I keep him or do I go after OBJ? And then I was looking at it and I go, all right, well, he has to get signed. And then he, says he might not be back by mid November, if yeah, by the earliest. And then you have to talk about practice. And then, all right, we're now looking at playoffs for OBJ. Do I trust him in the playoff? So there's just too much to wait. I was just going to say, that's the other point which you're dead on about like all this time now it's fantasy playoffs you you have them you saved odell you're gonna start him first game first <laughs> well, game back in, if in you, a, over if a you made playoffs you made it with the receivers that you don't need to right you, you, you probably have stefan diggs or cup or chase like you, you trust you're, your guys you're not, you're not gonna put that guy out there yep can you, can you trust Deshaun jackson who just signed with the baltimore ravens he's no. probably a better stash than obj at this point <laughs> if you're gonna pick up a stash like like who knows? Like, I'm worried that this is a sign that Rashad Bateman's a little more hurt than we than we think. I think I think so too because he he's yeah, uh, oh no I'm sorry he was limited. I think that they he made was just, limited. They just might want another guy in there. Well, he's on the practice squad, so it's not like it, it, it's a move right to the the roster. They still have a week to bring him back up and put him back down until they're he is permanently on the roster, probably week eight or nine, depending on what they do. But, um, I mean. They need a field stretcher. They they haven't had it since Hollywood Brown, and I I can't believe they're not you know the field stretcher, you know, in pro is not working out, but um it's not, which is so so shocking. This is a very big joke right now, guys. Don't you know pro sucks. Um, but Deshaun Jackson, it's a great story. Boy, he's thirty five years old, and this is a guy that's gonna play his ass off no matter where he goes. I'll say this, right? And I just kind of came to mind. Rashard Bateman surprised me this year with his field stretching ability. I never really thought that of him coming in out of the draft. Um, and if he was that, I missed it. I Desha- Bringing in Deshaun Jackson is a good move on two fronts because maybe he can help do that. But he's also going to be able to train Rashard Bateman. And if that is part of their thinking by bringing him in for the NFL purpose outside of fantasy, that that could be that could be a big step forward for Rashad Bateman, and I and I would I would appreciate it if that's something that they were thinking about. Yeah, definitely a good mentor if he's uh, you know thinking about filling that role. I mean, Deshaun Jackson is an elite or was an elite wide receiver for a long time in, in the NFL, so he knows a trick or two that he can pass down. But I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit worried that this is a contingency plan for if Rashad Bateman goes down again, now we've got a guy, it's an injury that's going to keep flaring up. And I might be a little paranoid as a Lamar Jackson owner in several leagues. So take my, take my word with a grain of salt, but um, just something to keep your eye on. I don't think he's somebody I'm rushing out to grab, but he's one of those guys. Like if you have one of those leagues with bonuses for deep touchdowns or something like that, and you, you need a dart throw on a week, Deshaun Watson, I mean, sorry, Deshaun Jackson's a great guy for that. I mean, like looking back in my best ball draft in the summertime. Like, why didn't I pick him up just the last round? Cause 
you know there's a world where where he's going to play some kind of snap and make a big yeah, play. Yep. But exactly. Um, I mean, a guy that they probably could have signed that's younger is Will Fuller. I, he's our next person. That was <laughs> um, you, re- you, resident. Where is yeah, Will Fuller? You owe him a lot of money. Have you heard from him? Have you seen him? Uh, the only update I have is that I'm still on suicide watch <laughs> as, it, as it relates to Will Fuller. Um, no, Dude, we I have do, to put the suicide like, disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast now. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, everybody. Suicide's not yeah. funny. If you need help, call 1-800. <laughs> uh, um, actually. Rise New England. Rise Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, call the rise. But, we're done with them. But uh, no, Will Fuller. I mean, we saw Robbie Anderson get traded. We see Deshaun Jackson heading over to Baltimore. And Will Fuller is not even getting a phone call. So we see Cole Beasley going to the Bucks and then retiring after two games. And Will Fuller's I like, "Fucking hate this guy. This guy's a piece of garbage." Is it Taysom Hill? It's Taysom, Taysom Hill. Hill. Your tight end sit. Uh, My tight end uh, sit because I yes. thought Jameis Winston was actually going to be. No, what's so annoying? Like, um, I do playing him this week. <laughs> I I had I actually came up with the stat after and I, I found it out. In the last thirty nine games, this guy averages point one third of a reception a game. And he's a tight end in fantasy. Sleeper Yahoo ESPN. Figure it out. He's a fullback. I guarantee you, use check gets more receptions. This guy, and he's listed as a fullback. Well, I think the crazier thing is it's not that crazy because he's also a QB in some four rents because he lines up as so. I don't know if he's throwing a pass this season. It's called either. Wildcat. Running backs do that sometimes. Yeah, I didn't time. make Ronnie Brown a tight end back in the day or a quarterback. <laughs> this but is Miami I, this started is, it. Ronnie Brown. What a reference. This is a this is just a, a high up conspiracy for all these damn freaking people to have Taysom Hill in their tight end slot. Uh, Craig, if it makes you feel better, I have Taysom Hill in my tight end slot against Mango in Dean's League. I mean, it nothing makes me feel better than the fact that this guy. <laughs> oh wow! You know, what's, you, know what's, you know what's hysterical? I didn't realize this. That was a reception. Uh, <laughs> I thought yeah, that was a I run. Just, I'm like, oh, Craig's got now. Now he's every one. F- yeah, point three three six percent. All right, um, let's just go. We're Second talking about Will and fucking Taysom Hill. Um, in in more depressing news, we're getting over injuries. The whole um, league. yeah. Do you want to take the limited, Craig? Yeah, we're not going to go too too uh, in depth on these, but uh, yeah, these are limited, close to playing. Um, some upgraded from DNP. I'll get into that. Rashard Bateman foot upgraded. J- Jamar Chase hip uh, been limited all week. T Higgins ankle actually upgraded to full today. Limited all J- year. Jonathan limited all year. Uh, that's true. Jonathan Taylor was limited at the beginning of the week. I actually double checked. He was full um, today. Naheem Hines and Dion um, Jackson were also full. So that was actually a good note for injuries. Did Lewis- you see that? JT could have played last week and he decided not to. I did yes. not see that. I did yes, see that. He decided he was going to sit out. Very happy he decided to sit out. Rat <laughs> fuck. <laughs> because I had Jack. Me too. I, I won a lot of leagues because of it. Yeah, that was fantastic. Um, LaVisca <laughs> Chenault, Hammy, actually cleared to play. And I didn't even think anything of this, but Robbie Anderson's gone now. And mm-hmm. last time LaVisca Chenault played, he had a 20 point week. So um, that's going to be interesting to see. Where's Terrace Marshall? <laughs> <laughs> the next Jess Jefferson, where is he? <laughs> uh, Mac Hollins was a limited participant. Uh, I think he should play with a heel injury. Keenan Allen, uh, still limited, not a full participant, but. Um, 
you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens with Keenan. Can't really speculate. Jalen Waddle has a limited uh, practice with a shoulder injury and Julio Jones was upgraded from a DNP on Wednesday to limited on Thursday. Everyone's watching the Keontae Ingram play. Yep. Keontae Ingram, man. <laughs> Keontae Ingram. I was like, oh, dude, that's Eno. Oh, wait, no, nothing. Now you see the dreads, right. you know it's Keontae. All right, I'll, I'll take the uh, did on practice. And Craig, if you want to add anything um, for these guys, let me know. DJ Chark did not practice ankle. Josh Reynolds did not practice knee. A couple of lines there. Mark Andrews is kind of concerning. Did not practice for a second day in a row. J.K. Dobbins, knee tightness. Did not practice all week so far. We'll see what tomorrow brings. No shock. Adarius Tony and Kenny Galladay did, did, did not practice. Reynolds Cobb did not. He's probably out for a while. Christian Watson also did not practice again. And we get to the commanders. Jahan Dotson. Uh, a hammy didn't practice Logan Thomas, John Bates, Jimmy Brown didn't practice. We put John Bates in there. Craig can go with that. Yeah. So this is, this is uh, all three of these guys were listed, even though they may not be uh, big, big fantasy plays because it's important that three pass catchers for the, for the commanders are out. Uh, and Dotson, uh, it, it re aggravated his hamstring. Looks like there's actually some questions whether or not he had a limited practice or DNP. I'm not sure, but either way, he was out the last couple of weeks. These three guys, Thomas Bates and Deami Brown, also didn't practice. So that means that Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin are your wide receivers for the commanders this week. I don't even know who they have behind them. Um, so I think Cam Sims them are good starts. still there. I Cam don't Sims? Know. No, I, no idea. That is all that Dex, matters is Dex my sleeper there? is there. And we'll get there. Dax Milne. Dax Milner is who the Bears, I forget. Um, uh, Tyler Lockett, limited. Uh, Josh Palmer, limited. DNP. Not limited. Sorry, DNP. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's cool. No, it's very concerning. Tyler Lockett did not practice. Josh Palmer had a great game last week. Didn't practice. Joshua Kelly did not practice. He's probably out multiple weeks. Sonny Michelle, great handcuff. Dallas will talk later after the podcast for our dynasty. I know you have him, right? Who? Sonny Michelle? Yep. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a trade. Hunter Ren- Renfro with a hip. Late week edition. Uh, That's ne- never good. And Darren Waller is likely out likely for week out. seven, uh, f- which you would think Foster Moreau, but every time he's out, <laughs> Moreau does nothing. So those are yeah, the- we've, we've fallen into that trap with Darren Waller all too many times. Oh, dude, I, I own Foster Moreau. <laughs> I have lost money weeks because of that. Um, all right, so that's the uh, depressing injury and depressing news. Getting to some fun start sits. Yeah, right. we'll call it, we'll call it fun. Um, I it, I like this start. If there's ever been a tight end that I'm I'm confident about, so um, naturally he's not going to get any points. Um, <laughs> but I've been talking about loving that Dak is coming back. I have Michael Gallup as a start and Dalton Schultz as a start, and and also Dak. So. They have the Lions, who have allowed the most points in the league by an extremely large margin. It's seven full points. It's a whole touchdown and a field goal uh, and an extra point than any other team in the NFL. It's actually pretty staggering how bad that is. Um, they're still top five or, or bottom five, however you want to look at it, in yards against, and they had a bye week last week. So their defense is just really not that good. And I, I feel bad for Dan Campbell about that. But um, Dak and Schultz last year combined uh, or, or produced a tight end three on the season performance. So with 
Schultz coming back and having Dak, there's no reason to suggest that they're not going to hook each other up, especially this week against a majorly uh, aggressive um, opponent uh, or majorly aggressive, positive opponent. Yeah. I mean, like we said at the top, the Cowboys, the whole team, should be looking looking up, and I, I like the start. Um, well, I mean, you saw what Dalton Schultz did last last year. It's also a guy that's been dropped in several leagues and still is. So if you are out there and you're streaming tight ends, you don't own Kelsey Andrews, go pick up Schultz because we saw what he did last year. Yeah. I love yeah, how he had two really tight ends. <laughs> you don't have the top two. It's <laughs> like it used to be five. Now it's two. Now it's two. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and take mine since I'm the only guy who doesn't have a tight end. So I'll punctuate it a little bit. Uh, I'm starting Travis Etienne this week as my my start of the week. He's playing the Giants. Um, Scott also has in yours. I don't know if you're doing him as your as your sit. I don't want to ruin your. T- I'm not. You, you can um, add it in. Yeah, you've got you've got James Robinson as your sit, um, and I think they kind of follow hand in hand, right? So if the Jags want to beat the Giants, which we all assume they do because they've been trying to win games all year for a change. Um, they're going to have to do it through the air and not really even through the air with their wide receivers because the Giants secondary has been pretty damn good against wide receivers so, so far. They're going to have to do it through the running back out of the backfield in the air. And the guy that's going to do that work for the Jags is ETN, not James Robinson. Um, both both teams have really, I don't want to say struggled of late, but uh, the Giants have continued to win games and they've made other teams struggle to to kind of play their style of football. And I think the only way the Jags end up with a win in this game is if they really impose their will on, on the Giants. And I think ETN's the guy to do that. We've seen his snap percentage go up while James Robinson has gone down. So I start him this week with some confidence. I think he has a real good shot at uh, finding the end zone. And if that's the case, he should get you a, a, a positive play this week. That's what funny. Guys, what are you guys laughing at? <laughs> no, no, my Robson sit. What you just said was exactly what I wrote in my Robson sit. Like snaps yeah, that go up and down. If they want to beat the Giants, they got to do it in the air with the yeah. running back. <laughs> like it, it's, it's spot on. So I, I, I yeah, I love, my my first line was uh, my start falls hand in hand with TSF model Scott sit. <laughs> <laughs> I was just laughing and catching up on the uh, league chat. Oh yes, of course. No, oh, yeah, okay. Well, let's uh, not bring that into. The, podcast <laughs> happy thoughts happy thoughts happy thoughts um <laughs> uh, we have one more happy thoughts uh, another tight end start we we all do one tight end start a week in our website we never have it on the start sit podcast two out of three so far but joe joe leverett i missed my revenge game start last week with melvin gordon still don't know what the hell, hell happened but everett had a great start of the season is kind of a uh, timber back down where he should be probably, but seven targets last week, only 29 yards, five catches, but he's getting targeted. Like he, he's, he's part of the offense. And I think this week with Keenan Allen, hopefully back, I think that even helps Everett more because Everett's a guy that he's probably the second option on the defense to focus on. They play Seattle this week. Another revenge game. He was there last year. They are by far the worst defense against tight ends. Like the second worst is not like I think points per game. It's like six point difference from the Seattle to Arizona. So if it, if there's a game you start Gerald Everett, he's on your team because he's going to buy it next week. It's the, it's this game. He should blow up, which means twelve points for a tight end. 
I'll just go right into my sit then. David Montgomery. He's had a fine season. He's had a fine career. He's been lucky with a very, very easy schedule, though, uh, throughout his entire career and this season, too. He's getting 70% plus in snaps. Herbert's getting around 22, 25% of snaps, which I, I don't get. I've seen Herbert play, and it looks to me that he's a better running back than Montgomery. I think it's 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 going to be at some point in the season that we see Montgomery take the back seat. But they're facing the Patriots. What the Patriots do is they take away the strongest part of the opposing offense, and that's the running game. They're going to try to make Justin Fields beat him, beat them with Dante Pettis and Mooney and stop the shit out of the run. I mean, they stopped the crap out of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt last week, and Montgomery isn't even close to those guys. So sit Montgomery. Yeah, Montgomery, dude. What a what a gift of a career he's had so far with his matchups, huh? Um, gift. I'm taking yeah. uh, I'm gonna take another guy who I'm shocked at percentage wise uh, is still being started. It's, it's Cortland Sutton from the Broncos. Seventy four percent of people are still starting him um, in Yahoo leagues. So to you guys, good for you. Um, I simply I can't do it. I can't watch Russell Wilson play football anymore really and we still have to watch the broncos three more times in, in prime time this year so just get brace yourself for that but um Cortland Sutton, i know he's put up a few good games but he's playing the jets this week he struggled this offense looks like it's moving backwards they have no running game to help set up the passing game they've got no passing game to help set up the running game russell wilson's got a hamstring injury which is either going to limit his mobility or actually take him off the field and i don't know who their backup quarterback is there so i can't imagine it's anybody good um and then on top of all of that, Cortland Sutton is probably going to draw a matchup with Sauce Gardner in uh, against the Jets, and he is locking people up left and right this season. So I don't like the odds of Cortland Sutton putting up 12, 14 points. I don't think he even breaks into double digits. He might give you like eight, and if that's all you need to be happy, like go ahead. But at eight points, to me, that's that's a losing mentality. If you're if you're not getting more than eight out of a guy like Cortland Sutton, then you're probably losing that game. So um for me i'm 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 a sit on all broncos players uh until further notice i mean until in some leagues you're forced to like i'm I'm starting jerry judy i don't want to do it i have to do it but yeah it's a deep dynasty league but if you're in a 12-man redraft you don't have to start these guys you could find somebody else that that has a better upside yeah i think every where we sit these big name guys it's more of like you probably had to start them but oh i do if they bust we're like surprise. don't yeah i will don't, be here to say don't be mad when you get when you get five to six points right like, right and put a player in uh to to kind of combat that um you know another safe safer guy yep um so like for me if i was a Corlin sutton owner and i'm like oh crap i gotta start Corlin sutton or i don't boy, know just i would in. just but i would just take a look at start whoever uh, Ingram. let's go <laughs> but a lot of times when i have these tough decisions though i'll look at whoever i'm playing See who their quarterback is. Do you happen to have the third wide receiver on whatever team that happens to be? Could you slide in Khalil Shakir if he's active against a Josh Allen owner and just hope that if he snags a touchdown, you're not hurt as bad as if you start Cortland suddenly scores zero. So kind of game it that way. Sometimes you say don't get cute, but sometimes you kind of have to. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, sometimes you're forced to. And, the, and this one here, uh, this one's just ugly. Uh, I, it's this, <laughs> this one. Yeah. I, I know you're not going to like it. I don't like it either. I, I'm an owner in a league and I, I, I it's a PPR league and I need him to play. I dropped him um, last week. 
but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's possible. The guy is so it's Drake London, um, the face in the Cincinnati Bengals, tough opponent. Um, let's get that out of the way. But he's a touchdown dependent player, and and he's I, I you know, like I said last week, and I don't want to keep harping and saying the same thing, but if forty two percent of people are still starting this guy, that's enough of people that need to hear it. He's a touchdown dependent player. And he gets three receptions per game. So are we really expected to have a wide receiver have one out of three receptions as a touchdown? No, no he's not Gabe Davis. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so it's just tough. You can't really, you can't really play a guy like that. Uh, the Bengals have only allowed two touchdowns to wide receivers this year. It's another big red flag. Um, hey, maybe you can play him against Carolina next week. <laughs> not this week. As long as Marcus is under center. London pits are very scary to start. They can't be dropped in a lot of leagues, but they, you, you, you just can't start them. All right, two, two point try. And they got it. Oh, I think he got it. I think, you know, Benjamin I do got too. It. This, is, that this, ball is, uh, this is great stuff for Dallas. Is that Eno? This is that great. The only problem is I did tell Carbs if Keontae Ingram finishes as an RB1 this season, I'll trade him back to him for free. <laughs> that was part of our deal. Well, he's not going to. No, it's, it's only one week. <laughs> Eight weeks later, we're talking about we're doing yeah, our I power hour uh, uh, season and Ingram's RB9. I have to trade him back to Carbs. I'll funny. just I'll just welch on the deal. <laughs> I have no problem welching. All right, so go back on our website to see all of our start sits, but we'll give you all of our sleepers here right now. And Craig, you can start with yours. All right. So we have a shift uh, coming for the Detroit Lions. Um, or I shouldn't say shift. They didn't do it well against New England the last time they played, but they have to do it well uh, against the Cowboys this week is the Detroit Lions. Jamal Williams is my sleeper and that's running the ball. They need to find a way to get back to Swift and Williams so that they can, you know, really keep up with this Cowboys team this week. Um, granted, yes, the Cowboys are going to be scoring a lot. Will that be a bad um, game script for the running backs? Sure. But this is what they're going to have to do and thrive at if they want to stay with the Cowboys, because they're not going to do it through the air because, I just don't feel that that's that's the right answer in this game. It, you know, they have to be they have to do well what they're good at. And if they want to control the game and keep the ball out of the Cowboys hands and prevent them from scoring 34 points, they need to run the ball and keep it on the ground. And that's something that Jamal Williams uh, will be able to highlight Swift again. They'll use the two headed backfield. I think it was like the first three weeks of the season, both him and Swift were averaging like a, an RB one, uh, like seven or eight or something like that. Um, and the Cowboys are susceptible to being run against, you know, they're, they're bottom half of the league. You know, they have 120 yards per game given up against that's, it's not, uh, they're not a stout run defense, so it can be done. And I think it's the only way if the lions want to win is to do this. So, um, you have to use Williams. Um, and that's who I'm playing as my sleeper. Solid. Um, I'm also taking a running back, but my guy, if everything goes according to plan should not run the ball at all. Um, I'm thinking JD McKissick. And if you're in a PPR league, a full PPR league, I mean, he, he's probably a great start this week, but if you're half PPR, I think he still has a ton of value. He should be heavily involved. Wentz is out. Heineke's in. Uh, I think I say in my write up, we are not looking at this year's stats anymore. We're looking at last year's stats, see what he did with Heineke on the field. And that was be very, very damn effective every single game. 
Ryan Robinson is the guy that runs the football there. I think that's for most people at this point, the accepted reality of the Washington commanders. I think Antonio Gibson is still involved, but at a very, very limited basis. And then you have JD McKissick, who's going to handle the passing work at least for, for the most part. And then, like we mentioned earlier, when we're doing the injuries, they have a lot of pass catchers out this week. So the number one person that Heineke is going to look to is the running back three feet away from him that he can easily check down to and let him handle the ball, uh, handle the picking up all the yards with the ball in his hand. So McKissick this week, I love as, as a, a, a sleeper start, um, somebody that if you're really, you know, hurting on bye weeks, you need to sub in a running back, like say James Connor is out all of a sudden and you need to put somebody in JD McKissick would be a great guy to play this week against the Packers who really have struggled against the run, struggled against the pass, struggled on defense as a whole. So I, I really, really do like the McKissick start this week, given the entire scope of the situation that he's about to find himself in on Sunday. And all right. uh, Scotty. I can't talk too much about this guy, but Joan Johnson's playing as we speak. Uh, so far, he's done nothing. I think he has one catch for six yards. Who is Jawan Johnson? Uh, he's a, he's a tight end for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, no Adam Trotman there, no MT, no Jarvis Landry. Just some targets that need to go somewhere. He had six targets last week. I mean, by the time you hear this, you'll know if he sucks or not. If he doesn't score a touchdown, I'll shock him. So if you hear this podcast tomorrow, I'll shock him if Jawan Johnson <laughs> does not. And we all owe a lot of shotguns. I feel like... You know, yeah, we'll do a group shotgun because I definitely owe either one or two. I owe something from somewhere at one point. Yeah, that odds. We'll <laughs> yeah. do one. We'll just that you know, this one counts for everything. Yeah, Dow's we'll we'll Aaron Rodgers Roger. of last week. Yep. And then I did um, my shotgun for the we'll, uh, well, yeah, points, that, but the, that's yeah, different. different. That doesn't we'll put, count. <laughs> we'll put I it on you guys shotgun too. Just we'll put for it on your own personal amusement. Oh, TikTok. Yeah. Yes, yeah, we'll that's put it the on time the, we're going to use TikTok yeah. is when we get a shock. It's just going to be a bunch of shock. Can we, can we probably get like removed for community guidelines or something like that on that? Yeah, um, for for but, being too cool. Yeah. Being I've too, seen some worse on too TikTok. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. Um, Dart throws. Dart throws. Bye. That was one of the best. That was um, the best one of all time. So, so <laughs> Dows, you won it last week um, yeah, with a, with point point nine fantasy points with <laughs> County Ingram. Uh, actually, doing yeah. a, a fantastic job. Did you see my? Did you see my write up? He called it another dominating performance. Currency <laughs> <laughs> is point nine. <laughs> um, yeah, you want me to go first then, since I, I won. Um, I elected to do fullbacks this week. Just to change it up. We did running backs and wide receivers. I didn't want to do tight ends. Can't really do quarterbacks. So let's do fullbacks. Why not? Um, and I decided to go with Michael Burton, uh, fullback for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's not really based on anything. He has 1.5 total points on the year and is getting like less than five snaps a game. So it's really just he's a Chiefs player and they have a pretty good offense. And hopefully some sort of gadgety play goes his way and he punches one in. Um, I think it's it's possible, but I'm going to go ahead and say uh, it's more than likely Scott takes this week. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so true. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's. Uh, I called him out so quick to him. <laughs> Craig was so mad. You got to get there first. <laughs> I was. I was not going to pick him. I was. Dude, I think. Than that. Dude, uh, yeah. right. I'll Craig, go to mine. Do yours first, and then I'll do mine. Okay. I think everyone. Knows Everyone's going to know. Yeah. 
But um, so mine is Andrew Beck, who is a fullback <laughs> slash tight end for the Denver Broncos. Um, they're all bad. So they've been passing to this guy. <laughs> you can't also tell who he is because he's the third white tight end with uh, really long uh, flowing locks. He still so don't really Albert O, though. <laughs> he did. He beat out Albert O <laughs> uh, to, to take the field. Um, he's a fullback tight end. So there's there's a chance he gets fantasy points. That's what we're going for here. A chance. All right, and I'm gonna win this week. I already won. I I took uh, Kyle Yuschek, uh, the fullback from San Fran, that actually gets like <laughs> two to three targets a week and and is part of the offense. So it was pretty much. It was like I forget what time it was uh, this morning, but I had a meeting in like five minutes, and the last thing was the fullback. And I'm like, I don't want to research fullbacks. I'm just gonna take Kyle, <laughs> and I know they're gonna hate it, but I don't fucking care. <laughs> you know, I normally take Patty Ricard, and I'm kind of regretting not doing that. But you know, he's like the only guy that I compete with. You check at least for field time. Well, uh, but yeah, I mean, you check will catch one ball and he'll probably win. I was gonna take a Galaxy. I'm like, shit, Buffalo's on a buy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, damn, true. I got to tilt. So yeah, yeah, that's what. And Mike Tolbert apparently retired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's crazy. I mean, he'll probably get signed before uh, Will Fuller does. But oh, dude, hundred percent. That guy's like. It. Just sitting at a KFC hammering chicken wings. Oh, oh my goodness! Ooh, gracious. Callaway. Is he is he still worth a oh, my uh, first round Lord. pick? What just happened? Pick chicks. And Marcus Callaway just bubbled a pass for interception. Oh man. <sighs> oh, he is so bad. I'm seeing a lot of those this year. I feel like more than ever. You got to get Gene Chicken back out there. Yep. So Gene before. Gene. Before we uh, end this podcast, uh, let's go over the TSF literally just real quick. Uh, oh, sure. Through all those, this podcast pretty fast. So we're currently in second place, Top Show Fantasy, with a four and two record. The Beave, forget who that is. He's five and one at first. FF Power Ranker is in third. T Ronoff, T R Onoff. I don't know who had pronounce that but he's in fourth uh red sauce is in fifth jennifer k s is in six we've had only one trade so far in this uh league and i kind of forget what it was i'm looking it up right now yeah so we did trade it was it, it was kyle michael Chubb. Pittman. yep yeah. got my, michael Pittman and damian pierce and he traded away michael thomas Najee harris and travis Etienne. You would think that's crazy. You know, you should be Harris and Michael Thomas, but Pittman's going to be fine. He will be fine. Damian Pierce is likely the, you know. I think it's a, it's a great trade for Kyle. Yeah. Kyle's Chubb. Yeah, because, I mean, Najee Harris is scary this year. MT probably won't even fucking play. Najee is one of the least efficient running backs this year. Um, offense is, does not look good. Uh, Michael Pittman seems like he did this before last week as well, but the the Colts seem to have figured it out a little bit last week, which was nice. Um, and then Damian Pierce, like you said, is the RB one in in Houston, and he's playing fantastically. Like you said, and then Michael Thomas might not play. We don't know. He's he's got a, fo- a foot injury that's a non-issue, but he's been out for five weeks. And then ETN, I think, is is the kicker here that makes it look like it's slanted to uh, FF Power Ranker, but. I'd much rather be on the Pittman Pierce side. I don't. I don't think there's any question. Yeah. I mean, well, the two of them will outscore the three of those guys on the season by a long, a long margin. 
Right. So I don't mind the FF Power Rikers trade because he's in third place. You know, you get MT. Hopefully he comes back soon. Najee Harris, you hope he t- turns it around where Kyle needed production now. And yeah, those trades make sense in fantasy. So, so far, it's that's been what good. it always is when people say like, oh, trade, uh, grade my trade. Who won the trade? I, it's like, I need, well, I need right. to see your whole team. Your team some of your standings. Yeah. yeah. Who are you playing in the next two weeks? Like, come the fuck right. on. <laughs> Yeah, who won this? Oh. I have no info. I do not have enough information. It's like when you get a math problem, they're like, write the answer. You're like, no, there's not enough information. It's, it's, a, it's in this equation. It's a nice little close league too. There's a lot of three and three, two and four teams. You know, a little bit of four. Yeah, and two. So what do you want to see? And and there's only a hundred points are off. Only a hundred really from the top score to the bottom score. Like this, we are it's, the top score, by the way. No, I know, but the, yeah, there's 598 to 716. So there's really only about 100 off, and there's only one team that's a little bit beyond that. So it's close. It's close league. Yeah, and then you got uh, Diddle My Kittle Skadoosh. He's got Skadoosh. 731 points again, so he's kind of getting the raw end of the stick yep. as far as points against go. Him and Stecky actually 727. They're right in that in that ballpark. So. Honorable mentions to you guys. It's always tough when you're uh, scoring a lot and just getting scored against, pulling everybody's best week. But you'll bounce back. Usually, if you score enough points, you will bounce back. That is how fantasy football works. Yep. Get it, got it, good. Get it. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Um, About almost halftime here for the uh, Cardinals Saints. Cardinals 20. Saints. Hey, it's a good Thursday night 14? game, guys. It's a no, good we, Thursday night game. We haven't had this in a long time. So, oh, they're scoring. I think they've they've outscored all Thursday night matchups combined so far. In the first <laughs> so half. far yeah. <laughs> if you pick the over, you probably already won. And there's like, I like... do want to see the over. It's probably like thirty-seven, and it's it's, it's close already. It just went back to Callaway. He couldn't keep it. like you, you know. Yeah. Uh, that is it. Um, just, just keep, just keep having a laugh. I think, I think we got a call at this point. I think we're uh, doing pretty well um, uh, tonight. Everyone should be happy again. Thursday night football was scoring. Uh, we're top shelf fantasy for uh, for Scott, Corey, Craig. Thank you very much for listening. Stay fluid. Stay loose.